Welcome to the Point of Purity podcast, a weekly study filled to the brim with all the tools from Scripture you will ever need to build a lasting life of biblical purity. When you choose to do wrong, when you choose to do what you shouldn't and choose not to do what you should, when you choose to lust, to look at porn, to masturbate, when you choose to worship King Me and you choose to run after a false god instead of the true God, you will experience the absence of genuine joy and perfect peace. You will know nothing but sorrow and sadness. That's a fact of Scripture and a painful reality of life. And that is the subject for today's Point of Purity podcast. Well, I'm your host, Steve Etner, and this is episode number six. Psalm 16.4 says, The sorrows of those who run after another god shall multiply. Psalm 32.10 says, Many are the sorrows of the wicked. It's important that we pause here for just a moment and consider this question. Is allowing King Me to sit on the throne of your heart a wicked thing? When King Me is in charge of your life, are you running after another god? And if you are running after another god, is that actually a wicked thing? Is it evil? Now, before we answer that question, let's take a couple of moments here and let's talk about the word wicked. In today's culture, we tend to see the word as referring to a really bad person, the, the scum of the earth, the one who's guilty of the most heinous crimes known to man, someone who has no moral compass, no conscience, that's definitely a wicked person. Agreed? Well, as a result of that mindset, you may be strongly inclined to believe that you, personally, are not wicked. Here in Psalm 32, verse 10, the word that David uses for wicked literally translates to hostile to God or opposed to God. Now, would you say that describes the person who's living for King Me? When King Me is sitting on the throne of your heart, God is not. You are worshiping King Me. You have chosen to be hostile to God. In fact, Paul says in Romans chapter 8, verse 7, that the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. Simply put, when you are all about King Me, you are against God. You cannot have it both ways. In James chapter 4, verse 4, James asks a very interesting question. He says, Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity or hostility against God? He then goes on to say in that verse, Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. So again, I ask this question. Is allowing King Me to sit on the throne of your heart a wicked thing? Listen to God's description of the wicked person in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 2-5. through 5. People will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, 
but denying its power. (laughs) That's quite the list. Does that sound like anyone you know? Can you see yourself painted in that picture? When I think about my personal 30-year battle with that three-headed dragon of lust, porn, and masturbation, I see myself described in 2 Timothy 3, verses 2 through 5. In fact, let me go through that list again, and let me share with you how that list was reflected in my life. You see, I definitely was a lover of self. My thoughts were primarily about I want, I need, I desire, I deserve, I must have, I can't live without, me, me, me. I constantly gave in to the act of self-gratification. I was also proud and arrogant. I believed I can handle this beast. I've got my addiction under control. I don't need help. I think everybody else is making a mountain out of a molehill. I was also abusive. I became an angry man. I took it out of my family with a bad attitude, verbal abuse, withdrawing into myself, and many times I would just ignore them. I was also ungrateful. I didn't appreciate all that God had blessed me with. I wanted more. I wanted different than what God had given to me. Continuing to think through that list of 2 Timothy 3 verses 2 through 5, I was also unholy. My attitude, my behavior did not glorify God. I was entirely focused on exalting King me. I was also literally heartless. I didn't care who I was affecting or hurting. I had developed a hard heart. All I really cared about was meeting my own needs, fulfilling my own wants and my own desires. As a result, I was also unappeasable. My hunger for sexual satisfaction and fulfillment was never fully satisfied. I was constantly on the search for the next great fix, the next big rush, the next better thing, whatever that might be. I also became a man without self-control. My thoughts, my eyes, my fantasies, my behavior, my ability to resist was all but gone. And I did not love the good in life. All I really loved was myself. I loved my sin. I loved my wickedness. And I was even what God calls treacherous. I betrayed the trust that my wife, my children, my church had put in me. I was a traitor to the faith. And worse, I didn't really care. I had also become reckless. I took a lot of risks. And I didn't really care who it hurt. I just wanted to be sexually satisfied no matter the cost. And I had become swollen with conceit, so full of myself, characterized by pride. And I was definitely a lover of pleasure rather than a lover of God. I appeared to be godlier than I was, but I was a wicked man. I truly was the living example of 2 Timothy 3, verses 2 through 5. Let me quickly interject. In in every one of those points, you heard I, 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 I. That was the problem. I was living for me. And when King Me is sitting on the throne of your heart, you are going to live for King Me. Everything you think, everything you say, and everything you do is for King Me. David writes in Psalm 14, verse 1, The fool says in his heart, there is no God. Now I want you to consider this. When you choose to lust, When you choose to look at porn, you choose to masturbate, 
you are in effect saying, there is no God greater than me. You are openly declaring that you and you alone are God. Everyone and everything has to worship King me. And God says that makes you a fool. Isaiah 59 verse 7 says of the wicked, their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity. In other words, your mind is totally focused on yourself. You're not even aware of the fact that you are no longer worshiping God. You are full of sin. Titus chapter 3 verse 3 says that when you give in to the beast, you are being foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures. Nehemiah 9.26 says you are disobedient and you are rebellious against God. You are casting his law behind your back. God, I don't care what you have to say. I don't care what the ramifications might be. I want what I want and I want it right now. In Isaiah 29 verse 13, God says that the wicked draw near with their mouth and honor me with their lips while their hearts are far from me. If you listen to my testimony in episode number one, then you know that Isaiah 29, 13 describes me to a T. I claimed to be a Christian. I drew near with my mouth. I honored him with my lips. I was a worshiper of God, well, outwardly, while secretly rejecting God in favor of King me. My my words said one thing, but my heart was somewhere else. Can you relate to that? In Psalm 10, verses 3 and 4, David says, In the pride of his face, the wicked does not seek him. All his thoughts are, there is no God. Does that describe you? In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 19, Paul writes that the wicked have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. Does that describe you? In Proverbs 2, verse 14, it says that they rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perverseness of evil. Does that describe you? It described me. Oh, face reality, my friend. When you choose to worship King me, when you choose to give in to your sinful passions, those verses are describing you. In Romans 1.32, it says, Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. Now, let's be honest here. You know that looking at porn and masturbating to it is wrong. You know that deep in your heart. You also know that those producers of porn, those who are filming it, those who are acting out in it, those who are making it available to the masses, They're all promoting and participating in wickedness. Yet every time you visit that porn site, every time you watch that video, every time you choose to masturbate to those images, you are giving your approval to those who practice them. Let me revisit the question that's currently on the table. Based on everything you just heard me say, would you say that placing King Me before God is evil? is giving in to your temptations to lust and look at porn and masturbate, to to worship yourself as God. Is that wicked? Well, we're forced to say that the answer is an unequivocal yes. God makes it abundantly clear in Exodus 20, verse 3, that you shall have no other gods before me. God is saying that nothing, absolutely nothing, and no one 
is to be worshipped other than himself, ever. He alone is God. He alone is worthy of our worship. And when King Me is sitting on the throne of your heart, you are worshipping King Me, not God, self. And that is wicked. 2 Kings 17.35 commands us, You shall not fear other gods or bow yourselves to them or serve them or sacrifice to them. Well, up to this point, think with me, in what ways have you been bowing yourself to the will and the desires of King Me? In what ways have you been serving and sacrificing to King Me? I submit that every time you choose to look at porn, Every time you choose to masturbate, to self-gratify, you're choosing to turn your back on God. You're choosing to bow yourself to the whims and the wishes of King Me, and you're offering a personal sacrifice to your false God through the act of masturbation. Again, in Deuteronomy 6.14, God clearly commands, you shall not go after other gods. In Jeremiah 25, verse 6, he says, don't go after other gods, to serve and worship them. Now, some of you are listening to this right now, and you're not liking what I'm saying. Guess what? I don't care. Uh, Now, don't misunderstand me. I care about you. That's why I'm doing these podcasts. That's why I've got this ministry called The Purity Coach. That's, That's why I'm doing what I'm doing, because I care about you. I don't care about your opinion of me. I care about your personal walk with God. And God says, don't chase after other gods and serve and worship them. And when you are looking at porn, when you're lusting, when you're giving in to self-gratification, you are disobeying the command of God. You know, for a long time, I chose to believe the lie of the enemy, that I wasn't hurting anyone. All I was doing was looking. Little window shopping, I wasn't touching, I wasn't engaging, looking at porn, masturbating to it. It's not like I'm hopping in bed with the women I'm lusting after. All I'm doing is looking and pleasuring myself. What's wrong with that? No harm, no foul. Well, that's what I thought. And by the way, we're going to talk more about that particular thought process in a future episode. But in Jeremiah 7, verse 6, we see this clear word of warning. Do not go after other gods to your own harm. Let me repeat that. Jeremiah 7, 6. Do not go after other gods to your own harm. Oh, I don't want you to miss God's warning here. When you choose to worship King Me, you are choosing to go after another God, and you are choosing to do yourself harm. Here's what I want you to consider. Let me throw some questions at you. How has serving and worshiping King Me harmed your view and your understanding of God? How has serving and worshiping King Me harmed your worship of God? How has serving and worshiping King Me harmed your fellowship with God? How has serving and worshiping King Me harmed your prayer life? How has serving and worshiping King Me harmed your mental health and your emotional health? How has it harmed your marriage? How has it harmed your interaction with your other family members and friends? How has serving and worshiping King Me harmed your view of women or of men? It's important that you understand that lust and porn and masturbation has not helped you at all. Rather, just the opposite is true. 
by going after another God, by turning your back on the only true God who can set you free, you have chosen to harm yourself and those that you care about. God's word is abundantly clear. You are not to worship, you are not to serve any other God except the one and the only true God, your creator, your heavenly father, your savior. In Isaiah 45 verse 5, God says, I am the Lord and there is no other besides me. There is no God. In Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 19, it says, if you forget the Lord your God, and if you go after other gods and serve them and worship them, then I solemnly warn you today that you shall surely perish. Now I want you to consider this next question very carefully. When you are worshiping King Me, when you are choosing to worship a false god, according to the scriptures, what are you ultimately guilty of? Let me help you with that answer. Exodus 20 verses 3 and 5 says this, You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. In Leviticus 19, verse 4, we read, Do not turn to idols or make for yourselves any gods. I am the Lord your God. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 7 says, Do not be idolaters. And in 1 John chapter 5, verse 21, we read, Little children, keep yourself from idols. And in 1 Corinthians 10, 14, Paul says, Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. Well, here's the point I don't want you to miss. When you choose to give in to the lure of lust, when you yield to the pull of porn, and you surrender to the magnet of masturbation, you have made yourself a god. You have chosen to worship and adore King Me. You have willingly chosen to give in to the wishes and the desires and the fantasies of self. And follow me now, since you are not God, you are therefore guilty of worshiping a false God. And the Bible calls that idolatry. And that, my friend, is wicked and evil in the eyes of your Heavenly Father. I submit to you that nothing is more dangerous than worshiping a God that is not the true God. Let me repeat that. Nothing is more dangerous than worshiping a God that is not the true God. That's why God commands us in Colossians 3, verses 5 and 6, to put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual morality, impurity, lust, evil desire, and greed, all of which are idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming, Colossians 3, 5 and 6. Don't miss this. Sexual immorality is idolatry. Sexual impurity is idolatry. Giving into lust is idolatry. Evil desire and greed are idolatry. Those are acts of self-worship, worship of a false god. Idolatry. Oh, my friend, putting yourself ahead of God, believing that you can satisfy yourself far better than God ever could, that is not only wicked and evil, it offends him and it makes him angry. In Romans chapter 2, verse 5, we are warned, 
Because of your hard and impenitent heart, you are storing up God's wrath for yourself on the day of wrath when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 5 and 6 promises you can be sure of this. Everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is, an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience. Ephesians 5, verses 5 and 6. Well, as we will see in more detail in a future episode, you have a decision to make. You can choose to keep King Me on the throne of your heart. You can choose to continue in idolatry, or you can make the hard choice to daily dethrone King Me. The choice to allow your Creator, your Heavenly Father, your Savior, the one who is the lover of your soul, to take his rightful place as the Lord and leader of your heart. And when you do, you will experience his unfathomable blessings. The choice is yours. However, understand this. With each and every choice you make, there are always consequences. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 15 through 20, God says, See, I have set before you today life and prosperity or death and destruction. I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to keep his commands, his decrees and laws. You see, that's a choice. Text goes on to say, Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you. Choice consequence. Let's read on. But if your heart turns away and you are not obedient, and if you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, there's the choice again. God goes on to say, I declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed. You see the consequence? The verse goes on to say, this day I call heaven and earth as witness against you. I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God. Listen to his voice. Hold fast to him for the Lord is your life. Deuteronomy 30 verses 15 through 20. I love the the last one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, six words of that verse. The Lord is your life, not lust, not porn, not masturbation, not self-gratification, not king me. The Lord is your life. When you choose to do wrong, when you choose to do what you shouldn't and choose not to do what you should, when you choose to allow king me to sit high and mighty on the throne of your heart, there are certain things that are guaranteed to happen. Now, I'm about to ask you three very powerful questions. But let me forewarn you, they are going to require you to think hard. They're also going to require you to answer honestly and truthfully. Here we go. Proverbs 13 verse 15 says, The way of the unfaithful is hard. Here's my first question. In what ways have you been unfaithful to God? In what ways have you been unfaithful to God? Here's my second question. In Proverbs 13, verse 13, we read, Whoever despises the word brings destruction on himself. So here's question number two. 
in what ways have you despised the word of God? In what ways have you despised God's word? And then finally, in Romans chapter 2, verse 9, we're told there will be tribulation and distress for every human being who does evil. God says in Proverbs 13, 21, that disaster pursues sinners. So here's question number three. What tribulation, what distress, what disasters have you experienced because of your sexual sinful choices? In what ways has disaster pursued you? I want you to be thinking about that this week. Scripture is clear. 1 John 5.17 says, All wrongdoing is sin. In fact, 1 John 3.4 tells us that everyone who sins is breaking God's law, for all sin is contrary to the law. In other words, when you sin, you are guilty of violating the law of God. James chapter 2, verse 10 reminds us that whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. God's word states in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3, This is the will of God, your sanctification. That is, that you abstain from sexual immorality. Did you catch that? This is the will of God. Let me remind you, whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point, is guilty of the whole thing. All wrongdoing is sin. You break God's law. You're, you're, you're sinning. It's contrary to the law of God. And God has made it abundantly clear in 1 Thessalonians 4.3. This is the will of God. Your sanctification. That you abstain from sexual immorality. That you avoid sexual impurity. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 2 says, We are to live the rest of the time in the flesh no longer for the lust of men, but for the will of God. How are you doing with that? You see, when you choose not to live for God, you're guilty of sinning against God. You are hostile to God. But here is the good news. Hebrews 13, verse 20 says, The God of peace will equip you with everything good that you may do his will. Oh, it's not going to be easy. Because Luke 9.23 tells us, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. But my friend, as you listen to this series, as you follow along with us through these podcasts, let me encourage you, let me remind you, let me drive home the point that in Christ you can do this. You can say no to lust. You can say no to porn. You can say no to masturbation. You can say no to sexual self-gratification because my God can supply all of your needs and he will give you exactly what you need to live in victory every moment of every day. Well, until next week, stay focused on God, stay focused on the word of God and be the pure man and pure woman that God has called and equipped you to be. 